Sorry We're Booked, a podcast where two friends talk about books they love, books they hate, and everything in between. My name is Dylan. And I am Samantha. So we've done a couple of different types of episodes at this point. We've done some recommendations. We've talked about favorite books, favorite movies. But I think that one of my favorite things to do is to try and guess which of the books that I'm anticipating are going to be five stars. I was going to bring this up. Yes. My love for five-star prediction videos are astronomical. Like those in unhauls are my favorite videos to watch of all time. I love unhauls. Yes. Maybe we'll do an episode one time where we talk about the books we're getting rid of. (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite thing is to just listen to people like roast books that they didn't like. Because I tell you what, I've I've had a lot of people roast books that they hated and I've been like, all right, well, I'm going to read that now. You know what I mean? In the other side, we also love to talk about books that we're excited to read. So Exactly. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, we're going to be talking about books that we're super excited about, our five-star predictions. And then I assume at some point we'll probably revisit this yes. and once we have read these and see what the verdicts were yes i i'm thinking maybe in in the next few episodes we'll talk about what we actually thought about these five stars i'm pretty nervous about it but before we talk about those five stars let's get into you know you guys know the drill let's get into the drill okay the bookish drill we're going to talk about everything we talk about every episode uh sam how, why don't you go ahead and tell me what you have read and watched recently Well, I actually finished more books than I thought that I did. I thought it was going to... No. (laughs) Okay, so I texted Sam. It's it's only five. I texted Sam and I was like, okay, spoiler, I read one book since we last recorded two weeks ago. And she's like, oh, I've only read three. So basically the same. That is not not even close. It's only... It's five, okay? That is not a lot for me, okay? Like, to be fair. But my brain has just not wanted to, like, work properly lately and i don't know i've i've just felt the need to turn my brain off more frequently Mm -hmm. in the last couple of weeks so anyway so five books but i won't be talking about all of them um but the first one that i'm that i am going to talk about is you know we've talked about kirsten modulin is that how you say her last name i'm so terrible i'm so sorry yes we've talked about kirsten modulin a couple times um and so after i loved the arrangement so much um, I ended up reading The Missing by her. We never really got to talk and, about your um, final feelings on this. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ended up giving it two stars. I can safely say that that book was way worse than the arrangement for sure. Um, for a couple of different reasons, it, like the pacing was very weird and all over the place. Um, if you're unfamiliar with this book, which I'm sure some of you probably are unfamiliar with it it's basically about a woman who goes on vacation and uh, as she's you know like chilling on the beach waiting for her husband who is a workaholic to join her on the beach she's approached by this guy and he's like yo we have room on our boat you want to come ride on our boat with us and she's like fuck it sure and then her and the other people on the boat get dropped off on an island And then things begin to happen. That's all I'm really going to say about the plot. Um, But I struggled with the pacing. And I struggled with the characters as well. Like, I kind of hated everybody. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it really works. But for the most part, um, I was not a fan. But I will say that I think that if it were made into a film, 
it would work really well. Have you seen, um, it honestly doesn't really have much to do with it besides it being like a group of people stranded on an island. Uh, but have you mm-hmm. seen old, the M. Night Shyamalan movie that came out last year? No, I am afraid of Shyamalan movies because some of them suck super hard. That one had really mixed reviews, but I like this book. I'm pretty sure I gave them both the movie and the missing three and a half stars. So Mm -hmm. I did like the missing a little bit more than you did. Uh, But old is like kind of a similar kind of vibes of a little bit more of like a speculative element to it. So I think you might want to try that out because it's like kind of similar to if this were adapted. Uh, It's it's one of the decent Shyamalan movies, but it's definitely not, you know, his best, but... Anyway, I thought I would throw that little recommendation in there. It's a fun ride. (laughs) Okay. I will uh, definitely add that to my list. So aside from that, I did finish... So in our last episode, when we were talking about winter books, uh, one of the books that I talked about that I wanted to read soon was Road of Bones by Christopher Golden. And I did read that. I actually really liked it. I think I gave it four stars. It is about the Road of Bones in Russia, which is... In like it basically goes across Siberia. It's like a thousand miles and a bunch of people died while they were like making this road. And there's just like these little villages dotted throughout the like, you know, along the road. Mm -hmm. That's basically just, you know, like places for people to pass through Um, just little small settlements, but they're like very out of the way. And so they're very isolated. So the main character is a, I can't remember anyone's name because I'm the worst. It's fine. I'm so bad at remembering any character's names, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So he's basically like trying to make kind of, he makes like shitty reality TV, like stuff that you would find on like the Discovery Channel and, you know, like A&E and, you know, that sort of thing. So that's kind of been what he's done over the last few years. But a lot of his projects have kind of tanked. And so he's burned a lot of bridges because of that. So he has like one more friend who's like, all right, I really believe in this project that you're doing, making this documentary about this road of bones. Um, They line up a guide to like take them along the road. And as soon as their journey begins, weird shit starts happening. And I don't want to say too much again, because I think that The less you know, the more the suspense starts to build. But it reminded me, like the setting and the way that it was written, reminded me very much of The Lost Village by Camilla Sten. Mm. And I was extremely disappointed by that book. It was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And like it had the wrong atmosphere, like just so many things I found wrong with that. But Road of Bones was what I wanted The Lost Village to be for the most part. The only thing that I wish that the author had done a little bit better is the folklore of the general area. Like a lot of what is happening is based in that that lore, mm-hmm. you know, folklore of that area. And I found myself confused a couple of times. Like I wish that he would have just expanded on it a little bit better, but I actually really liked it. So would recommend. I'm excited to check that one out. Since you've talked about it, I've been interested in it. So hopefully I can get it from my library or something soon. I know the audiobook is an Audible exclusive, unfortunately, which I hate, I hate those because I don't like using. Oh. 
I know. I literally searched every single platform that I could find before I went to Audible because Audible is always my last choice. Right. Um, and then saw that it was exclusive and I was like, damn. That's why it was never on anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've had really good luck with my libraries lately with those. Um, but those are the only two books that I'm going to talk about. The other three that I finished were, if you really want to know what those are, you can go check out my Goodreads. Um, links will be in show notes. But I watched several different films um busy which are yeah but it's they're all over the place in terms of genre usually as a reader like as i'm watching things whatever i am very i get focused on one thing and like that's the thing that i'm focused on you know what i mean hi neurodivergent right (laughs) (laughs) i am all over the place right now like i it's just kind of a little bit of everything i don't have like a specific focus right Right. now like i don't even have a a true genre focus and you'll see that when we talk about what i'm currently reading um but in terms of films i and this is in order okay and I actually watched the first two in the same night. God. <laughs> I watched Silence of the Lambs. I've never seen that. Which I'd seen before. I've never seen it. I love it. Um, I love the character of Hannibal Lecter. But I think that the book and the film made some definite missteps mm-hmm. in terms of transphobia. I've definitely heard that before, yeah. Yes, um, but it's also one of those things that you have to consider when it was written because it was written several years before the film was made. But it's also one of those things that as things change, like we need to talk about it. You know what I mean? So know that going into it. But I watched Silence of the Lambs. Okay. (laughs) And then immediately after I watched Chicken Run. (laughs) I I mean, they both got animals in the title. (laughs) Immediately after (laughs) <laughs> i mean yeah true and i would say that's the only thing that they I share would though argue that chicken run might be as scary as silence of the lambs <laughs> i mean maybe there's so many things that i want to say but i'm gonna come that's one of the the uh movies that i had to watch for our follow-up episode oh on our favorite movies um so i'm so i say i have so many things i want to say but like i don't have anything bad to say like it was cute it was fun i'm not but i'm not gonna like go into like detail about thoughts or anything about it because obviously we're gonna revisit that during that follow-up episode but um and then i just wanted like some background noise one day and i watched the turn of the screw okay Mm -hmm. full disclosure i read turn of the screw which is a novel novella i don't remember how long it is by henry james it's a classic gothic ghost story okay and i did not realize this until i was watching the film adaptation that i didn't even like make this connection you know the haunting of bly manor um that netflix did by flanagan Mm -hmm. he did that that's actually turn of the screw like that's that's literally the um the story and i didn't even realize it because i fucking hated that book so much hated it i haven't read and watched turn the screw i haven't watched bly manor so like it's all news to me (laughs) right well um i liked bly manor a lot but i also just flanagan gave it his treatment and i tend to really enjoy the treatment that he gives certain things an example being i love haunting of hill house the book itself Mm. um the serialized version that he did is very very different from the book but in its own respect it was something completely different and it was fucking amazing that said um this film has some girl from downton downton abbey i don't know her fucking name um (laughs) listen it was bad do not 
Do not watch it. It was is it terrible. Recent or is it? Um, recent-ish, yeah. I was like, she had to have done this before the success of Downton Abbey, though, because this was like... Was she like a back... Maybe it she's was like a not background a, character on Downton Abbey. Like, maybe she just isn't known for her acting. She's, oh, no, she's she's, she's one bitch. of the, like, main characters. She's one of them, oh. yeah. Like, because I, I watched the first couple seasons of Downton Abbey oh. um, and really liked it. But anyway, yeah, not... I was not a fan. Um, so do not recommend, like, I think I gave it like two out of five stars. Oh, um, not cute. And then we've talked about my love of kaiju movies. Oh, of um, I watched Pacific Rim. I have always wanted to see that. Okay, so this is weird. All right. I liked the concept of the movie. I liked the visuals. I thought that it was well done. The main character, well, first of all, Idris Elba is in it. And I love that man. Okay. And the other main character is Charlie Hunnam. Those of you, if you're not familiar, Charlie Hunnam is one of the guys from Sons of Anarchy. That's kind of where he, like, really blew up. And I got to tell you, Charlie Hunnam was the worst part about that movie. Hands down. It was, like, the shitty dialogue and his, like, shitty Boston accent. And I was just like, please stop talking. Like, you can stand there shirtless if you'd like. Yeah, like, I hot. would be fine looking <laughs> at that. Yeah. Everything else about his character was like, mmm... I could, I could leave it, you know? <sighs> the dialogue was very, very bad, which, to be fair, in a kaiju movie, are they really, really going to put that much focus on dialogue? The answer is no, so it's fine. Um, and then the very last thing that I watched is The Batman. Oh, my God, I just watched it, too. I'm, I'm going to talk about it, too. What was your rating? I gave it a four, a solid four. Same. I don't know if you what your history is with Batman. He's never been my favorite superhero movie. Yeah. I think Batman Returns is one of the most... It's like the one of the best superhero movies of all time. Michelle Pfeiffer is right. incredible. I liked it. It was too long. I agree. I did. That was my biggest complaint. Yeah, I fell asleep for like 10 minutes in the middle. Did you really? Yeah, <laughs> I did. And my boyfriend who I was with fell asleep at a different time as well. Besides that, though, I really liked it. It just wasn't a five for me. I don't know if you have any specific reasons why. I think for me, the biggest issue was, again, how long it was. I can see a lot of the things that they're setting up for because this is supposed to be a trilogy to my understanding. So I can definitely see the things that they're setting up um, and I do appreciate it. Things that I thought were done really well. I thought the score was done really well. I thought that Robert Pattinson, like- He was so good. I thought that he, he really was. I feel like he did a really good job. I really loved the like set design and how they portrayed like Gotham City, mm. how dark everything felt. Also, um, Colin Farrell Agre- as the I Penguin, to, I, I no did idea. not even realize it was him. No. I did not have any fucking clue. I really like Colin Farrell. Like I want to call myself a huge fan. Yeah. But I do enjoy everything he's in. I enjoy him and everything he's in. But- I was right. looking through the casting after the movie. This is a long-ass movie. He's in it a lot, okay? If you put a gun to my head and told me, to like, who Penguin was, I could not tell you. He was so... Yep. The, that makeup. That makeup was incredible. Like, whoever their um, makeup and effects artists were, like, they fucking did that shit. They really did. And Zoe Kravitz, I mean, maybe I'm bi. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's incredible. I thought her... Her character was, like, a little bland, I guess. I don't necessarily think that she was bland, but, you know, one of the things that I kind of, like, I noticed as I was watching it, some of the dialogue and some of the scenes 
did feel like a comic book come to life, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. Right. And so I think that that was really well done. Um, do I wish that we had a little bit more of Catwoman's character? Yeah. I wouldn't say bland, but I just... Not flushed out all the way, maybe. Exactly. Like, I, I needed a little bit more from her to really, like, make me give a shit about who she was or the connection that her and Batman had. Like, I didn't feel like there's supposedly, like, this this connection between them. And I didn't feel that. It did not feel authentic to me. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, I will say, uh, not to give me spoilers, obviously, but there's, like, the last big climax, like, the big action scene was one of the best, like choreographed action scenes i've seen in a long time uh i don't know if you watched batman and robin which is like the old like older 90s with like jim carrey like it's pretty i mean it's a terrible movie nobody can say anything different but it's one of my favorite (laughs) batman movies just because of how like fun it is and how action-packed it is and it reminded me a lot of that so it was just like really cool being in the movie theater at like midnight it was at that point and like just like watching it all play Mm -hmm. on on the big screen it was it was a really cool experience so uh, I'm really excited for the sequel whenever it ends up coming out. So that was what I read and watched. <laughs> so tell me, what have you read and what have you watched? So besides the Batman, um, I guess we'll start with another movie I watched. Um, I watched the No Exit adaptation on Hulu. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. No. Don't. Oh, no, it was bad. <laughs> I believe I gave it like a one and a half out of five. I've seen some people say that it was really good, though. Oh, they're lying because <laughs> maybe I just and biased i mean the book was like a four star so it's not my favorite but they this is one of the instances where they change too much of the book which usually i'm not someone who cares about what they change as long as it's a good movie i don't care but this also did not make a good movie uh so darby the story you know she's coming home from college i believe or university and that's when she gets trapped in the snow but in the movie she's a drug addict coming to see her dying mother from rehab why did they have to change that that doesn't make any fucking sense in the context of the story like it literally that is not a detail that needed to be changed it's such an unnecessary change and it's honestly like i mean i'm not an addict or you know like i can't really say for sure but i could see people who are addicts watching that and seeing how like it's low-key like offensive like how they used it as a plot point and like i hate when anything to do with like addiction is like in thrillers period because usually it's like not done very well but yeah it was not good uh, the acting wasn't very good. It had um, the Allstate guy, you know, the guy with the very, the very deep voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like one of the main characters. It was so weird to watch. Yeah, so I gave that one a one and a half out of five. So I wouldn't say to rush and watch it because I did not enjoy it whatsoever. Well, that said, I may end up skipping that <laughs> then because... It was just that one plot point that they changed that really, really ruined it for me. There was just, there was no need for that. So I don't know, maybe people who haven't read the book that just watched the movie, they might like it more because like they don't have the the initial feelings about the book. But my boyfriend watched it with me and he really did not like it either. So okay. I'm just saying. And then I've only read, like I said, I read one book. Okay. I read one book the last two weeks. And I'm not going to talk about okay. it too much because we have talked about this book, I think, in every fucking episode of this podcast. And I'm pretty sure we have. <laughs> this is my third read of this book. I reread The Arrangement by Kristen Modulin, which was the sequel, was my last book I read. And then before that was the same damn book. So this is my second time reading this book this year. 
my boyfriend and I had a drive for like eight hours this past weekend and we needed an audiobook and I wanted to see his reactions. Um, I believe he gave the arrangement like four stars. It was just a fun time seeing like his reactions as we were reading it. And of course, I've already read this book many times, so I don't really have any new thoughts on it, but it was just a really fun book to read with someone else, much like when Sam read it and I got to see all of her, her funny little reactions. So I do not think we'll be moving on to the sequel because I told him it's not worth it. But that's to say, what are you reading right now, Sam? So what am I currently reading? I am reading um, two books. So I'm actually still reading Below by Laurel Hightower because it's an e-arc and I have not been able to like focus enough to actually read physical words. I agree. Um, most of the yeah, most of the books that I read recently have been audiobooks because that's just how like my life is set up. But what I have read of Below, it's it's anxiety inducing. Like right off the rip, shit starts happening and you're like, whoa, what would I do if I was in this situation? I would die. Um, exactly. Literally. But for those of you who may have forgotten, that's the book about Mothman that prompted our Mothman conversation that Dylan had never heard of. I've asked like five people if they know what Mothman is and not one fucking person said yes. So it's not just me. Okay. Okay. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> you're all just like uncultured swine yeah, anyway <laughs> um and the other book that i'm currently reading is um i'm listening to this one i got this one from the library um the women of troy by pat barker which is like book two in their um women of troy series the first one was the silence of the girls which i read and i really like full disclosure it's like it's very dark it, you know it deals with uh the trojan war and the women that were involved in this the women that were you know like their husbands were killed and they were kind of like you know given to the greek warriors as slaves essentially and so it deals a lot with that you know obvious like sexual assault triggers um, there's been a couple times where like stuff has happened and I've like gasped. It's good so far, but that's the only two things that I'm currently reading. I know usually I'm reading like three or four things, but I'm currently watching something. I'm watching a series oh my right gosh. now. Okay. I know. Who is she? Um, I actually started watching The Dropout on Hulu. How is that? I've been so curious. So first of all, I'm pretty sure that it was right before we started doing the podcast i got like i okay i read a tweet a single tweet about elizabeth holmes okay and someone was speculating because at the time she was going through her testimony for like criminal charges that were being laid against her with everything that had gone down with her company theranos and somebody speculated that she had purposely gotten pregnant to like try and sway her jury oh, and what the outcome for her chi- her um her trial would look like and i read that single tweet and i was like who is this bitch and what is going on i have to know just in time okay? too <laughs> right so it prompted me to read the nonfiction book bad blood i read that and then i also listened to the podcast that the author did it was supposed to cover some of the legal stuff and to a point it did but a lot of that podcast spent most of the time going through like information from the book which i had already read so like i was already familiar with all of these things it was interesting though because like he did interviews with people you know who are involved with the case um and who appeared in his book so it was interesting to kind of like 
put voices and stuff to, you know, the things that had been happening. Um, But so The Dropout is the fictionalized series that is based on Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos and that whole thing as it happened. They only have four episodes released and I think I've only watched the first, I know I've watched the first two. I think I'm in the middle of the third one. Um, That's Amanda Seyfried, right? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And she actually, because I had obviously like having dove down the rabbit hole of this, like I did, um, I had seen several. Oh, and there's also a documentary on like HBO or something about that, which I also watched. Um, (laughs) Of course I did. (laughs) Why would I not? This, that's what I'm talking about though. Like I get really obsessed with stuff and right now, like I can't find anything to be obsessed with and I feel like I'm lost. Anyway, she's doing a really good job in her like physical portrayal, like how Elizabeth Holmes speaks. The soundtrack is banger. Okay. Okay. Because of like, it takes place in like the early 2000s. And so, (laughs) right. My childhood. So it's Sorry like this. to you, but. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It's like between 2002 right now, like we're up to around like 2007, um, which is when I graduated high school. It was school. when I was seven. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go ahead. It's really interesting to see it all like dramatized and stuff because, you know, like I know what I know. Uh, from the listening to the podcast and the documentary and things like so that. No, it's fake. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Like she basically built an empire on lies and made people think that she had this technology that she did not have. Even I will stop and say this: like, even if you're not super into um, like nonfiction or whatever, this is really, really interesting just to see how easy it was for her to dupe people the way that she did um and just and lie to people but so far so good but that's all i'm reading and currently watching what about you anything so i can't say it or i can't say anything for the next one either or the next one after that because they're all having to do with (laughs) my five star predictions so okay well As far as reading and watching next, I have no idea because, again, we're, we've are we already discussed multiple times today that I have no idea where my focuses are right now. Very lost in the sauce right now. Like, I'm just kind of I like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. So I have nothing to say as far as what I'm going to read or watch next. Um, watching next, I still do have to watch both of The Quiet Places for – because that's our next episode, yeah? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. All right. That'll, I mean, that'll be easy to watch. I'm so, so I have nothing to haul. I have zero things to haul. Anyway, so, and then the very last thing as far as anticipated books and films, guess what? What's up? I got jack shit. <gasps> that's good. Jack shit. I ain't got nothing. That's good because I have three movies to talk about. So. Talk about it. Go ahead. Tell me My all first about one, it. I know nothing about. I saw the trailer. It looks good. It's called X. Have you seen previews for that i saw the previews and i am very intrigued i believe it has it has jenna ortega who is in scream 5 which you will know soon once you watch it yes, yes. that's another thing that's on my also my watch yes. next keep, list keep your eyes out for our, our scream commentary longest episode ever coming in sometime we don't know when sometime <laughs> soon At some that point. one's like the slasher i think and i think jenna ortega has like some final girl uh potential so i'm really excited for that and right. then the lost city have you heard of this one no. so this falls sandra bullock okay 
She's a, Wait a romance minute. author. Wait, no, I did. I saw the yes. previews for this and I was like, I'm into I'm s- it. Like, I actually. It looks fucking terrible. Rom-coms are not my thing. <laughs> it does. Rom-coms are not my thing, but I'm like pumped no, about this one. rom-coms are my thing. Like, it's giving early 2000s uh, just the proposal. Have you ever seen the proposal? Yes, that is the only thing that I could think of whenever I was like seeing the previews. I was like, yes, I actually really do want to watch it. It has like Brad Pitt as like this action hero. Yes. I don't know. It just looks lots of fun. I'm not going to like love it, I'm sure, but like it just looks really fun. And I love Sandra Bullock. So, and then lastly, I think you might be really interested in this one. It's a uh, an A24 film. Uh, It starts Michelle Yeoh, which I don't know if you know who that is. Not offhand. She was in Crazy Rich Asians, which is, like, one of my favorite movies. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. I haven't heard of that, but I, you said A24, and I'm immediately interested. Yeah, it's about this, like, maybe 60, 50-year-old woman who she's an immigrant, and she's, like, trying to get her life started here in the States. And it's about her, like, she gets blown into the multiverse. And so she just has, she's, like, living these, like, 20 different realities, and she has, like, the the abilities from other versions of herself and it just it looks so cool you have to go watch the trailer after this all right so now that we've done the normal stuff you know the normal questions or whatever let's talk about some five-star predictions all right so my number one this is not in any specific order uh but my first one is finlay donovan is killing it this is by l Cosimano, I believe. Have you read this one? I haven't, but everyone talks about how wonderful it is. So, like, it's one that I've actually heard. Gabby of. from uh, uh, two episodes ago. It's one of her favorite books of last year, I believe. And Kayla from Books and Lala also loves this book. I think it's about this uh, struggling novelist who is accidentally mistaken for a murder by hire person. <laughs> oh, and God. so, like, she agrees, <laughs> and then she has to like hide this body. I don't know anything else about it. That's probably not even accurate, but uh, it sounds like lots of fun. I've heard the audiobook is really good. So I'm going to be listening to it that way because I actually uh, couldn't talk about any books I recently hauled because I bought three out of the five of my five-star predictions this weekend. So, (laughs) and two of them, I'm going to listen uh, just to audio. So that's why I didn't buy them, but that was one of them. Um, And the sequel just came out, I believe. And I think it's been optioned for a movie. I'm very excited for that one. I mean, it's definitely one that's been on my radar. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's more of like a comedic horror or like thriller. So like, I'm a little worried. It's not usually my thing. uh, But it it sounds really fun. So I'm really excited for it. What about you? What are you what are you really excited for? This is fun, because most of my five star predictions are varying genres. So it's not like a bunch of horror, as I'm sure that most of you are expecting, because that seems to be my brand. I talked about this book in my in our TBR episode, where we talked about like anticipated reads. Um, So one of my five star predictions is Betty by Tiffany McDaniel. Okay, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. So it's Apparently, I believe that the author kind of based this like partially on her mom's life, but the main character's name is Betty Carpenter. She was born in the 50s. Her dad was Cherokee and her mom was white. The sixth of eight siblings. So it's kind about kind of about her life growing up in poverty in Appalachia, Mm -hmm. you know, and being partially native and, you know, the hardships that she faces and that sort of thing. Um, It gets included in a lot of 
horror lists. However, it seems to be a little bit more on the contemporary slash historical fiction slash like coming of age stories. Definitely more literary fiction. I Might think. be so sad that it's um, like a which, horror. This is what people mean. I think so. I think it's kind of in the same way that Beloved is included on a lot of horror lists. And it's not like Toni Morrison did not write that to be horror, right. but rightfully it is. But like literally almost every single review of people that I trust just five star after five star after five star so I'm looking forward to it but I have no idea when I am gonna actually sit down and read it so another book that I'm really hoping is a five star because I feel like it is for a lot of people and Sam actually posted about it on our Instagram today uh that is Near the Bone by Christina Henry which we talked about I think in the last episode and maybe a few others uh, it's a like wintry mm-hmm. uh, horror novel about this woman who isn't her husband and maybe abusive and she like has to fight something in the wilderness maybe uh. <laughs> so it takes place in and I've actually read this book it takes place in a cabin like in the woods very remote but she absolutely is dealing with an abusive spouse situation but there is way more to that story than is initially let on and so you know as you read the book you'll kind of pick up on what is actually happening but um turns out there's also uh something in the woods too i'm so excited what did you mm-hmm. what did you get that one again I don't remember. I gave that one, I gave it like three and a half stars. And there's a very specific reason for that. um, And I'm not going to go into what that reason is. I am on the lower end of that rating. I see a lot of super, super high ratings. Um, There was just something very specific about it that I wanted more Mm. of. But I'm really looking forward to see what you think about it. Did you do the audiobook or did you do it physically? I did half and half. Okay, I've heard better things about the audiobook i don't know if you have the same experience the audiobook was okay. good yeah I, I read uh i heard what it's called it's like a it's a little red writing hood retelling by her uh yep I can't, I can't remember what it's called either but i know which one you're talking that about one was yep. so good i loved it so yeah uh, I'm, I'm hoping the audiobook experience is the same as that one was so i'm really excited for that one mm-hmm. i love a good wintery thriller as you might see in my next one once we get to it i don't know if you already know what that is but (laughs) we'll see um we'll see so to take us from the woods the wintry woods to you know the southwest desert um another five-star prediction that i have is sundial by catriona ward And I actually talked about this in our last episode uh, whenever we were talking about anticipated books. This actually just released, but her first novel, um, The Last House on Needless Mm -hmm. Street, was super hyped. And I was so afraid to read it because I didn't think that I would love it. And then I read it and holy shit, I loved it. Five stars, hands down. And the ratings that I am seeing for this, it just right now it has a 4.07 on Goodreads, which is high. Mm, very. A lot of people are already rating it five stars. She went in a complete, not a completely different direction from Last House. She didn't try and duplicate it. You know right, what I mean? Absolutely. 
So it doesn't fall flat in that way. Um, But basically, it's about a woman who she kind of like escapes her hometown. And she has sort of this idyllic life, but her daughter starts exhibiting strange behavior. And in order to kind of, you know, like get her daughter back, so to speak, she has to go back to her childhood home and kind of like face those demons there, which, you know, I'm all about a family saga. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Oh, that sounds so exciting. I love a good family saga. I mean, you can't go mm-hmm. wrong with the family saga. No, you really so can't. I'm really excited to read that one. I'll have to, I'll have to wait and see what you, what you think first. Coming back to the winterness, depressingness <laughs> <laughs> from the desertness. Okay. Yes. What I'm actually currently reading and one of the, one of the books I recently bought is The Shuddering by Anya Onborn. Yes. yes oh my god i'm so excited that you're reading that like i'm so excited on my way to work it. this morning i texted sam i was like do not look at my goodreads <laughs> i was like i want my <laughs> currently reading to be a surprise which i mean i'm pretty sure i mentioned to you before this like a few weeks ago that this was a five-star prediction that i was really excited for it yes uh mm-hmm. but i am about 50 pages in because i did read those 50 pages last night before bed Look at I know, you. Right? We'll see if it happens tonight. Probably won't. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I am really enjoying it so far. Uh, it's basically mm-hmm. about this group of friends who uh, our main character is a set of twins. Uh, their family owns this cabin and it's about to be sold. And so they go out as like a last hurrah, basically. And they're all spend all this time together. And then there's something outside that's killing them one by one. Is that accurate? Yes. Yay, look at me. 50 pages in. I already know mm-hmm. what's going on. Actually, I probably don't know what's going yes. on, but I <laughs> you I mean, it's I will say like in terms of the plot, it's pretty straightforward, but the way that she's able to build suspense and you know, the relationships between characters and all of those things, like she just does such a phenomenal job about that that you're just invested the whole time. And the tension is second to none. So There's good. this movie you should watch. I believe it's called Monster. Uh, it's honestly like a two or three star movie for me, but it's very, very similar. So I think you might like it. Uh, it stars Kiki okay. Palmer, who was like my queen. And uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Gillies, who you might not know who that is. Do you not know that Nickelodeon show called Victorious? Yes. <laughs> She's one of the girls in that. So uh, yeah. Okay. It's honestly, it's just like a stupid, really bad, like monster movie, but it's like, it's on Tubi or something, like it's free. So I think you might enjoy it because it's very similar. It takes place in like a wintry setting too. So anyway, if anyone liked The Shuddering, check check out Animal. Don't say I recommended it, but similar. That's all I'll (laughs) say. So the next one that I have, this is actually a YA contemporary, which is not oh typically gosh. a genre. I know. I know. Who is she? I know. But whenever, so this is a book that I've had for a really long time. Um, and it's I Wish You All the Best by Mason Deaver. Oh my gosh. Girl. You have had yes. that for a long time. That came out like 2017. <laughs> 2019 okay okay. actually (laughs) (laughs) i actually like i followed um mason on twitter when they were going through like writing this book like i got to watch them through the process of writing this book like starting to write it to the publication phase like and it was so cool to watch them write 
this this story that was so personal to them um because for those of you that are unaware um mason deaver is a non-binary author and this book actually is centered around um a non-binary teen who comes out to their parents and they are basically kicked out and you know kind of the fallout from that the relationships that they build you know etc um and when this bur- this book first started coming out or, you know, like started being hyped and everything and I realized what it was about, um, my sibling is actually non-binary. They had come out to me at that point, and I do have permission to talk about this, by the way, but they had come out to me pretty recently from the point that I like learned about this book. And so to know that books like that existed and knowing how hard of a time that my sibling had and like the struggles that they had with those things um, and not seeing themselves represented and things like that, like that really resonated with me. I know how important it is that that book exists. Right you know, and how important it is that that representation is a thing. And I think that that's one of the reasons that like, and this sounds so weird. It's one of the reasons that I haven't read it yet because I know how heavy it's going to be in certain aspects. And I just, I want to make sure that I am absolutely 100% like invested and on board whenever I go to pick this book up, you know? I, um, I read it when I, I think I believe, I believe it got an arc. So I had it um, probably like 2018 or so. Uh, and Mason uh-huh. was one of my mutuals, not to brag, but right. we're besties. Uh, and I also really enjoyed it, uh, but it was mm-hmm. still really emotional because I do, I did have some uh, people in my life who were non-binary that I really cared about. And I worked at mm-hmm. um, a library in the teen department where there was um, queer kids of every queerness you can think of so it was um really heartwarming and also like really sad to read at the same time of uh the things that the main character went through but also it was a book that i could recommend to uh a queer kids or queer people period that um, they can see themselves in and i think you know in mm-hmm. terms of uh non-binary representation we are getting better uh but we're still not where we need to be and that was like I believe mm-hmm. one of the first books I had ever heard of that were, that was mainstream that involved a, a non-binary or a trans character. Same. Where same. it didn't focus on queer pain, which is very important, I think, to 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 detail. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a book I actually want to reread sometime soon. And I have read another one of Mason's books. Uh, I believe it's called The Ghosts We Keep, which is their newest release, yes. I believe. And mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, they are a really good writer, so... Um, I'm really excited for you to pick that up because um, they did a really good job with with that one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it for sure. So for me, another book I recently hauled, uh, Station Eleven. This is by Emily. Oh, I love that one. John I love a pandemic book, as I've talked about a few times. And why Mm -hmm. not read the pandemic books, I feel like, of pandemic books? This one's been popular yep. for quite a few years. Uh, I think it definitely have, has risen in popularity uh, due to its adaptation that recently came out on Hulu, I think a few months ago. Yep. And um, obviously pandemic books became much more popular 
during the last two years for obvious reasons. Uh, we are in a panorama yep. currently, so uh, mm-hmm. I am really excited to read this one. I've kind of like um, been wary of it, I think. Uh, it kind of seems more like a literary fiction than not. So I've been always worried that it's big too, I guess, like big brain for me to read easily. Uh, but I've heard that it's relatively um, like easy to get through. So I'm really excited for this one. Right. It's pretty short. So I think I can probably get it done in at least in a few days. So um, I'm, I'm stoked to read this one. I think that you are really going to love that one. I read that several years back now. I think it was like right whenever I had first started um, YouTube. But I I can still remember like what my reading experience was like whenever I read that. I can remember how I felt when I was mm. reading it, you know? You know how there are some books that you think about and you just remember exactly how you felt when you were reading it? Like that's one that really stands out to me. Um I really loved the writing. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing how you feel. Do you about think that. How do you feel about its readability? Do you think it's pretty like literary fiction or do you think it's like more like easy to read? Do you do you remember? There's definitely sort of like a literary element to it, but I think that that has to do with just like the writing itself and um, the author's prose. But there are definitely some moments because you're switching timelines in in that book, like you're switching back and forth between the beginning of when things start happening and then like as you're in the thick of it. Um, And so I think there's definitely an element of like suspense and sort of a like thriller aspect of, you know, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Um, but again, like the writing itself is, is very fluid and just like, it's, it's really good. It's really good. I'm so excited. It's one that I actually, I read that one before I got like super into audiobooks. So I actually read an ebook of that one, I believe. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. And the, I've heard the TV show is like pretty decent, which is nice to hear because when the one by John Mars was adapted, it was like terrible. So Um, I'm excited to have an adaptation to actually look forward to. So I want, I've been eyeballing that adaptation too. And I have wanted to go back and actually reread the book before I, um, watch the series just because I remember loving the book so much. Like I want to read it again. Well, if you, it's okay if you don't, but if you somehow get in the mood to reread it within the next like month or two, let your boy know mm-hmm. because I will read it with you. We'll see how I how your reading slump goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. So the next one that I have is actually a novella, and it is "The Deep" by River Solomon, yes. who is also a non-binary author, a black non-binary author. At I that, I think you've talked about this one before, correct? I don't know that I have. Oh. I did. I've. I've read An Unkindness of Ghosts. Um, I may have talked about Sorrowland Maybe. at some point, too, which is their newest release. But the the immediate blurb of this is the water-breathing descendants of African slave women tossed overboard have built their own underwater society and must reclaim the memories of their past to shape their future. Which, mermaids. Yes. Hi. I mean, I'm here for horror. it. It's shelved as like so many different things. It's shelved as fantasy. It's shelved as science fiction, LGBT, like, which of course it is because again, I mentioned 
the um, author is non-binary, like mythology, because like fantasy, mythology, like all those sorts of things. I don't like that blurb that I have right there is literally the only thing that I know about this book. And I'm doing that purposely again, because it is a novella. But I feel like I know that this is going to be a five star prediction because I did read An Unkindness of Ghosts. And I really, really loved that. Granted, is it was that book super heavy? Absolutely, it fucking was. Was it like important in a lot of ways? Absolutely, mm-hmm. it was. So I just I feel like this and even Sorrowland will probably be five stars for me. I'm so excited for you. I love a good novella. So I might have to check it out if you like it that much as you're anticipating to of course i love novellas love you can't go wrong i mean if it's bad it's only 50 pages so (laughs) right exactly so my last five star is uh, a book you've probably never heard of you have probably never (laughs) heard of the author uh it is a memoir which is not what i typically read we don't read to learn here okay okay? we read to to have fun (laughs) This right. is House Fires. It's by Connor Franta. Yep, never heard Do you of know it. the author. If you heard the author's name, so mm, I've, I feel like I've heard the name, but that's about so it. So Connor Franta, um, he like back in maybe the mid two thousands, he was like a pretty mm-hmm. popular YouTuber. He did like lifestyle videos. Uh, he was in this collab channel called O two L. It was like a really like it, it's way back in the day after totally that that missed me (laughs) yeah uh but he was actually like one of the first queer people i saw on the internet be like open about themselves um he's a gay man so it's just like i remember whenever he he came out when i was in high school and it was like such a like a Mm -hmm. scandal which is like so weird to say now uh right but he uh had a book called he has two memoirs this is his third uh he had a memoir called note to self and it's one of the best pieces of um coming out literature and also uh mental health that i've ever read he's such a good such a good writer uh and Mm -hmm. this is basically i don't know if it's anything different it might just be going more on those topics um because this came out like last year which is like four years after his last one so it's kind of about like how his last couple years have been i think during the pandemic uh and it's he's just such a good such a good writer um and it has some like poetry so i think it'll be a pretty quick read he's also just a really incredible uh photographer but it's basically Mm -hmm. uh just filled with a bunch of photography and uh just like pieces of his life it's just really cool just just a work of art, really. It's, I'm really excited for mm-hmm. this one. And it's pretty short as well, so I think it'll be a pretty easy read. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. And it's kind of like a book nobody talks about, so. I'm also not a huge fan of memoirs just in general, but the two that I can think of off the top of my head that I've read and gave five stars, um, The Glass <sighs> Castle by Janelle Wow, Wells. is that going to be the one I was going to mention? I love. I loved it. Did you watch the movie? I have not seen it. I have not. I've been afraid to see the movie. I don't know why. I just have. But oh my god, I fucking love that audio book. So book? Much. Oh my god. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I listened to it on audio. I got it from the library. Um, and it was funny because I'd had it for like years, and I don't know what made me um, 
finally decide to pick it up but it's like i read it and i was like oh my god this person's life just like wow right you know like it makes you thankful for a lot of different things and then the other one that i read red azalea by anchi min and that was incredible okay she grew up in maoist china oh yeah okay yeah and it is i listened to the audio of that as well and just the uh, also the shit that she lived through mm-hmm. before um she came to the states is just like crazy crazy uh another memoir that i can think of it's pretty random as this one was i love a good like celebrity memoir if it's done well uh and i also read this yeah. in like 2014 though so it might not actually be done well it's a very long time ago uh this is unsweetened mm-hmm. It's by Jody Sweden from Full House. She oh, plays Stephanie, okay. who um, I don't know yep. if you know anything about her life, but she dealt with addiction, like, really hard, mm-hmm. hard addiction for years. And um, she, this is, like, a pretty short memoir that I'm pretty sure she didn't even write. Um, but it was still yeah. pretty well written. And it just uh, it tells about her life, uh, like, during Full House and, like, how that affected her and, uh, like, how she was struggling with fame and her addiction after the show uh and like how what the differences were like while she's in limelight like when she wasn't as much but yeah that one was really entertaining as well if you ever need like a good celebrity memoir it was it was actually pretty good anyway i'm really excited to read house fires (laughs) so the last five star prediction that i have one of the things that i love um like i guess like a special interest in addition to cryptids and the like. Um, I also really enjoy cult stories. Uh, as anyone um, should. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one that has been on my radar for quite some time is Devil's Creek by Todd Keesling. I've heard of that one. It follows a story. Apparently there was a church that burned down um, after a mass suicide. Um, and there were six children and then their grandparents, um, you know, who were among the survivors. And it's kind of about them and kind of the after effects. And then apparently things start coming back around, so to speak. But it, this is another one that everyone, like I'm looking at the Goodreads page right now and it's just five stars, five stars, four stars, five stars. Like, I just, I feel in my soul that I'm going to absolutely love it. Speaking of cults, real quick, I got a recommendation for you. Yes. Uh, I have not read it, so I don't think called a recommendation. Mm-hmm. It's a shout out, if you will. <laughs> okay. Not even a shout out because I do not remember neither the author or the title, but you might know what I'm talking about. Um, so it is very, very based on the Duggars, you know, that family. Uh, okay. And it follows this girl who she is like on a Duggar like TV show. And it follows her as she is pregnant and her and the family has to send her away to get uh, an abortion. And they have to hide it from the media, basically. I don't know if you have ever heard of that book. It was a I book of the month book. I know like two years ago. Hold on. Hold on. I found it. Okay, what is it? The Book of Essie. You ever heard of this? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yep. I know I said mm-hmm. it came out like, what, two years ago on Book of the Month? Um, This is a Book of the Month yep. book of June 2018. Uh, 
Did I even have? I feel like I had Book of the Month in. I've been an on and off subscriber, I will say myself. Anyway. Yeah, this is called The Book of Essie. It's by Megan McLean Weir. And it's obviously not a cult cult, but as we all know, that entire situation. That is a fucking yeah, cult. It's, it's a cult, okay? It's a cult. It is. And I own it. I've never read it, but I own it. And I'm kind of excited to read it. So I figured I would bring mm-hmm. that up since I know you you love a cult book, obviously, and I do too. So Yes, just going to click want to read on that one for sure. <laughs> Maybe we'll buddy read it one day. I don't know. We need to plan a, a, a sorry we're booked buddy read. We'll see. Yeah, we do. So those are five-star predictions. I don't know about you, but I'm – after talking about it, like, I, I feel like I'm more excited about it. What about you? Me too. Uh, I – Typically, like these days, I've not been in the biggest mood to read. Uh, but, mm-hmm. well, I am going to go play Sims. But after I play The Sims tonight, uh, I am very excited to read more of The Shuddering. Uh, because I'm, A, mm-hmm. really enjoying it. And, B, I'm just really excited to get through these and see how I feel. Uh, obviously, yeah, we always hope every book will be a five-star. But these are books that we sp- uh, specifically think are going to be five-stars. So, I hope you're right. Yep. For the both of us. I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, but that is a wrap for this episode. You can find me online at Leanslit on Twitter and Leans.lit on Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram at Dylan is reading. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform it is that you are listening on, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, etc. etc. Um, that way you're notified of our latest uploads and it would be even cooler if you would also drop a as we're talking about five stars drop us that five star review on whatever platform um it really does help our visibility and helps get us out there to new members or new listeners i should say and you can also find our show notes on whatever all the books that we talk about are always in the show notes they are always affiliate links where you can help the podcast out and you can also support indie bookstores at the same time so why would you not i mean but you can find our website at sorry we're booked pod dot podbean.com without books we would not be here and you guys want us to be here right so let's continue books to yes. help them keep on getting published next episode is super exciting because we're actually doing a throwback to our second episode we're already six episodes in which is crazy but we're going to go back to episode two where we talked about our favorite movies of all time sam and i have taken a few months to to watch each other's five favorite movies of all time And we're going to talk to you guys about what we thought about them in next episode. So uh, Sam's had better luck than me. I will say that. But we will talk (laughs) about all of that in the next episode. Uh, And I'm always excited to talk about movies. So I cannot wait. Yes. I am also super excited. But thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.